This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 763 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to the Horse Tip Daily Show. Today's tip is from the Dressage Radio Show, episode number 194. Cassandra Bartow joins Dressage Radio Show host Reese Kofler-Stanfield and Glenn the Geek to talk about her personal experience in dealing with those horses with a little extra attitude. And we'll get to that right after this from Kentucky Performance Products. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. Have you heard of a yeast called Saccharomyces boulardii? It's a type of probiotic that benefits your horse's digestive tract. Often referred to as S. boulardii, it works in several different ways. One unique property of S. boulardii is that it supports the stimulation of the enzymes found in the intestinal lining. These enzymes help your horse digest starches and sugars in the small intestine. When the sugars and starches are more completely digested, Fewer of them escape into the hindgut where they can ferment and cause imbalances that may lead to colic, diarrhea, and laminitis. Saccharomyces boulardii is found in Nalox Advanced, made by Kentucky Performance Products. Nalox Advanced contains a blend of yeast, fermentation solubles, and stomach buffers. These ingredients work together to maintain your horse's digestive tract in peak condition. Nalox Advanced is recommended for horses of all ages and stages and is fed on a daily basis. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. So now I'm really um, happy to introduce uh, a good friend of mine, Cassandra Bartow. She, uh, I've seen her grow up, and she won the Young Riders. And now she's a head trainer at uh, Willow Brook Equestrian Center in Villa Rica, Georgia. So she's going to talk to us about how to deal with a difficult horse. Well, this evening, I'm very happy to have Cassandra or Cassie Bartow, who is the head trainer at Willow Brook Equestrian Center in Villa Rica, Georgia, with us for our weekly trainer tip. Cassie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Reese. Well, I um, I ran into you in Wellington. Uh, we were having dinner together, and um, I asked if you would come on the show, and I think you have a great tip for all of us um, this week that deal with, you know, have either a difficult horse or somewhat a horse that's a little bit finicky, and you're going to talk about less is more and having patience with a horse like that. Absolutely. Well, I got a horse. His name's Ari, and... I bought him for a dollar about two years ago in Wellington, and um, he basically had a really big problem with rearing, flipping over, that kind of stuff, but very talented horse and actually a sweetheart. Oh, just those little things, uh, Cassie? Huh? Just those little things? That's all? <laughs> Just a few little problems, yes. But basically, it wasn't his fault. That's what I like to say. He's really a sweetheart. But uh, 
so I just had to learn how to ride him. And I've gotten to ride a lot of amazing horses um, at a very young age and do a lot of showing and been very privileged. And this is the first horse that I've actually owned by myself. I paid for him the whole dollar. And uh, so I... I'm very excited about that, and I've worked hard with him and gone to California, trained with Stefan and Shannon Peters with him, and um, I put a lot of pressure on him and myself, and it really didn't get me anywhere for quite a long time with him, and I was almost about to give up on him as well, and I really took it backwards with him and with Cassie Morelli's help. Um, she's been my trainer along with, obviously, my parents, Kim and Yvonne Bartow, and with Kathy's training and help, she's worked on my mind and my patience and just exactly less is more and really, really rewarding the small things and going back to the basics with him. So that is basically where I think when you have a horse that is a little bit problematic and you just think you can ride it for like an hour or two or whatever to push it through, that it really with some of the more mentally challenged horses, it backfires in your face, at least from my experience. So I would say that my biggest thing that I can say from the journey that this horse has taken me on, which has made me grow up and mature more than any other horse, um, would be that if he did something really small, I would make a huge deal of it in a good way. If he did something small that was good, it was a huge deal. If he did something bad that was big bad, then I would just make that a small problem instead. So I would really focus on the positive with him. And he's very energetic himself as well. So basically calming my own self down and really just keeping everything low key has helped a lot with that. How long did it take you from the time you got him and really started working with him with this approach till till you you would say the light bulb went on and he switched from from the rearing and, and everything else he was doing to trusting you and, and starting to play the game? Um, I would have to say the moment I switched my mindset, he switched his, but it took me a long time to switch my mindset. And so uh, there was a lot of groundwork done, and we didn't really make a lot of progress. We would have some hit-or-miss days, but nothing that was getting steady and better, and that happened for a good eight months to a year. Uh, just like that. But when I would change the program up, and I mean, some of the times I would take the horse on a trail ride and do nothing but walk him or do stretchy trot work and then hop off of him. And the next day it would have gotten further and he would be better and feel better in his back than he did if I did shoulder in for 30 minutes. So you can really, I think, get to the horse's body a lot quicker by working their mind than working their body. So, Cassie, what are some things when you when you say you're working his mind? Did you did you do a lot of hacking? Did you do some jumping, or or was it all just transition work? How did you how did you do that? Well, it really changed as well when I moved to Georgia, and um, uh, when I started taking over, I run my barn there, so I actually clean the stalls, feed the horses. I walk down from my apartment, I open my door to my apartment, and my horse just starts screaming as soon as he hears that I open my door because. He knows that I feed him, and I think that all of that, just as much personal time and that groundwork that you do, and I turn him out, and I do hack him. He's very good on trails. He's never been a spooker. For all of his other ailments, um, he doesn't have any spooking issues. I can trust him on the buckle hacking around. So it's weird to say that a horse that 
has those kinds of problems with connection and rearing and stuff is actually bomb-proof. So when amateurs ask me if a horse is bomb-proof, my horse is technically bomb-proof, but has a, has a problem with connection or did. So that's a slippery slope. But basically just hacking him around and spending the time with him and slowing the process down and rewarding him. I think we all get caught up in exercises, and especially if myself or anyone else, an amateur or a young rider is taking a lesson and you just get so focused on the trainer's lesson that you actually disconnect from your horse so much and you don't ever have that time to say, you know what, if you need the help from your trainer, which of course we all do, you also have to put in the time where you're not focused on the trainer or the third party, that you're focused on your horse and that you really are, I think, you know, of course it's um, extremely important with a mentally challenged horse like that, but I think it's important for all of the horses, even the ones that don't show it so violently. I say. Do you do you do you find that you have to drill him a little bit less than you would uh, any other horse, and really have to take him out of the ring, or has that not been an issue? I might say it used to be, but now I'm riding quite a few horses. I probably work between seven and eleven horses a day. And my horse is my best ride because I've figured out his mind, et cetera. He's the easiest for me to ride. So I think that's just because the groundwork is there and the personality we share. Like, there's just a a definite rapport between us now. So um, with him, I would say it's the easiest. I don't know how else to explain it. Right. Well, there you go. If you enjoyed Reese and Glenn chatting with Cassandra and who wouldn't, you can tune in every week at dressageradio.com for all of the latest and greatest in the dressage world. You can also find lots more tips on becoming a better rider at horsetipdaily.com. Just go to the experts drop-down menu on the left. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover on the show. You can subscribe to all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. You can also listen to the shows right on Facebook. The player's right there every day. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. (laughs) 